Well, good morning, everyone. How are y'all doing? Is that it? <laughs> there we go. That's better. <laughs> Got to wake you up a little bit. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, well, I'm sure you're surprised to see me up here again uh, since I was here last week. Uh, just some situations that had occurred. I had promised you that Pastor Ricky would be back here this week to finish up a sermon on uh, binging the Bible. But just due to the times that we're in today and the, the season of COVID that we have, uh, their family had came down with that, and uh, they're doing well. I talked to them this morning. Uh, they're doing much better, um, but it just was uh, uh, an opportunity for me to come up and go ahead and share a message uh, this weekend so he, so he could go ahead and rest. Uh, but it was interesting because I got a call from him on uh, Friday, and uh, he was, they had the uh, symptoms. They hadn't been diagnosed yet, but they had all the symptoms. And we were just discussing about an opportunity here for me to come and speak. And um, as we were talking about stuff, he had the uh, body aches and the, the fever and just the joint pain and stuff. And that man was still working out this Sunday service, aligning things because people were out of town. They were supposed to, you know, normally are here. So he was still working on getting things taken care of while he was sick because he cares so much about you all and about this church and about God's word. So we've got a fantastic uh, preacher. Um, I'm thankful for him. And if you are new, I would encourage you to come back next week so you can actually hear him speak. Uh, it's just, I, he's a very dynamic speaker and a great leader. And I'm just thankful that he's following his calling to go ahead and share the gospel. Uh, it's, we're, we're, have we all not been blessed because he's been in our lives? Amen. He and, he and, he and Carissa. He and Carissa, they're a great team together. But uh, talking about that, it, it made me think of how many of us are really following our calling. And with that question, this uh, message today kind of came about. See, when Pastor Ricky had asked me to talk, I didn't really have anything planned yet because I wasn't expecting to do that. And it's Friday afternoon, what am I going to do? And I started to think about different Bible stories and looking at different scripture passages and just asking the Lord, where should I go with this, Lord? And there was really nothing resonating consistently except one story continued to pop up in my mind. It was a story about a man who was called to lead the Israelites, but he didn't feel like he was able that he was capable, and he was very fearful. And it made me think of how many of us have a calling that either we don't know what it is yet, or we don't feel able, or we're feel fearful to carry it out. See, I think we're all called to do something for the kingdom of God. I think we all have a calling to expand the kingdom. And for example, the first scripture I was going to talk about today is Romans 8, 28. And today's message is going to be quick hitting. So if you are taking some notes, be prepared. I'll hit this fast. <laughs> so Romans 8, 28, which is one of my favorite scriptures, if they're able to bring this up. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Are called according to his purpose for them. Now, if you look at the scriptures in Romans and where this is sectioned, where this is placed, uh, the calling he's talking about is to be like his son. And we are, and when we're like his son, we're known as children of God. So yes, we are children of God, so praise God for that, absolutely. One of the worship songs was talking about that today. But I also believe that we have a specific calling and a purpose so that God can work through us 
so that more people hear the gospel and can be saved. I think you all are extremely important and God does have a calling on you. And if this be true, what really holds us back? What inhibits us from pursuing our calling? What slows us down? To discover this, and let's discuss it, I wanted to look at Judges 6, 11. And we're going to talk about Gideon. How many people have heard the story of Gideon before? Quite a few of you. Well, let me set the backdrop up, and then we'll talk about Gideon here. What was going on at this time in Israel's history is that they had just had um, 40 years of peace. Deborah had been a judge beforehand, and then they had 40 years of peace. And as our society is, so was their society. When peace is around, people tend to start gravitating away from God and moving towards more things of the world. They start going towards other things. And the Israelites are no different. They started to uh, do evil in the Lord's eyes. And at that point, for seven years, the Lord sent the Midianites to harass and to steal all the food from the Israelites, to steal all their livestock. They were like marauders, a horde. They would come and just completely destroy everything that the Israelites had. And because of this, the Israelites would hide out in the caves and they would make strongholds for themselves to protect themselves. So they had a lot of fear of the Midianites. And finally, after seven years, the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. And that's where we're going to pick up the story right now with Gideon. So Judges 6, 11 through 17, this is in the New Living Translation. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and has handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I'm the least of my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if fighting against one man. Gideon replied, if you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that this is really the Lord speaking to me. Show me a sign. Anyway, we're gonna leave the scripture up because I wanna be able to walk through this because there's so many things in this uh, story that we really need to discuss. And first off, as we go into the story, we look at this, we see Gideon. And Gideon is hiding, hiding, Gideon is not hiding out like the rest of the Israelites. See, when I first read the story of Gideon, I thought he was just as fearful as all the other Gideon, all the other Israelites. But in reality, he was, he was hiding in a wine press because he was hiding the grain from the Midianites. Not hiding himself, but hiding the grain. See, he was strategic, I believe. And this is going to be important to our story, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But Gideon was strategic. 
Now notice also how the angel addressed Gideon. He said to him, mighty hero, the Lord is with you, exclamation point. That means super emphasis. The Lord is with you. See, the angel addressed him as God saw him. But really look at Gideon's first response back to that. He didn't even acknowledge it. He just went straight to the problem. How often do we focus on the problem and forget who we are in God's sight? How often do we forget that we are a mighty warrior and we just start focusing on our problems? I know I've been quite guilty of that. And better yet, that the Lord is even with us. How often do we forget that the Lord is even with us? Next, I also I like how it says that the Lord turned to him. And it makes me envision, it's not just we just turned. No, it makes me envision how he looked directly in his eyes. He had something super important to say. It's kind of like when you grab a hold of your child sometimes to get them to pay attention. Look in my eyes. What am I saying to you? And then as he looked into, my, looked into his eyes, the Lord said to him, go in the strength you have and rescue Israel. I am sending you. Do, do you realize how huge that is, what he just said? Go in the strength you have and I am sending you. See, there's a couple things going on right here at this point. First thing is because Gideon was speaking the problem, God was sending him to solve it. How many times in your life have you spoke the problem when you really should be focusing on the solution? And I want you to realize, that problem, sometimes that thing that bothers you, that actually might be the seed to your calling and your purpose. If something's bothering you and you're the one that recognizes it, maybe that's the seed of your calling. I remember meeting with Pastor Ricky one time when I first started attending the church. It was probably, it was several months into attending the church. We sat down for a cup of coffee. We were getting to know each other. And I remember her question he asked me. He says, Don, what bothers you? What bothers you in the world today? And I was like, just people don't know Jesus. They don't know the gospel. That's what was bothering me. And that's become part of my calling of purpose, to share the gospel with people. If you're struggling to find your calling or purpose, maybe you need to ask yourself that question. What really bothers you? What stirs your spirit? Maybe that's where your purpose and calling is. Now, as we continue on with the story, the Lord says to Gideon, go with the strength you have. I am sending you. See, I don't believe he's saying to, to Gideon here, go in your own power in the standpoint of we're going to muscle this out. You know, being a man, we're going to go ahead and we can just, you know, grind right through this thing, uh, trying to get it for his own glory or his own pride. I think what he was telling Gideon was, go in that gifting that you currently have. Go in the gifting that you currently have. Because if you remember, we were talking about Gideon. He was hiding out the grain from the Midianites. He was strategic. He has some strategic abilities about him. He had some giftings at that point that God could use to help save the Israelites. And I believe it's the same way with us. We all have certain gifts. And, that's all, and those gifts are to help grow the kingdom of God. They're help to grow the body of Christ. 
Now, they, all these gifts aren't the same, and they're not usually fully developed. We all have different gifts in here. We all have different uh, abilities that are fit together to work together as a whole. I look at Pastor Ricky. If you really think about it, he wasn't a, he wasn't a senior pastor out of the gate. Some of you only know him as a senior pastor. But if you think about it, he started out as a youth pastor. And see, God took what he had and he grew him. I still remember him, and he can tell the story so much better, but I still remember him talking about when he first got called into ministry, he bought an illustrated child Bible just so he could go ahead and kind of catch up because he didn't feel he knew enough about the Bible. I look at Andrews, our worship leader. He wasn't instantly the worship leader. He had giftings for music and leadership. And look how God has been able to grow, use him and grow him over time. Isn't he a fantastic worship leader? You can give him an applause. He's not here, but I'm sure he'll appreciate it if he's watching online. <laughs> the whole band is fantastic. I look at Eric back there. He doesn't get recognized often. He's behind the scenes. And I, I, would, I would make a statement here that I'm sure is, is true. He probably didn't know everything about production when he first started working with the church. But what he did know, he offered to God. And look how God has grown him. Do you see all the technical stuff Eric and his team do so that we can have a great experience? Give them a hand also. That's just like turning into a cheerleading uh, talk, isn't it? <laughs> I got another one here. Let's look at Yuli. She wasn't the youth leader in the beginning. She had a burden for children. She had a burden for children. And she offered the gifting that she did have. And look how God's taken her and raised her up and grown her to where she's now the youth leader. And she's, what, 19 or 20? That's phenomenal. Give her a hand. I could point out so many people, and I don't like to call names out because you forget somebody, and that's not my intention. This is just a few examples that the Lord had put on my heart when I was putting this together. And see, the purpose behind this is I want you to see that we all have giftings for a purpose, and if we will go in the strength we have in those giftings, though they may feel small to you right now, if you'll go in those giftings, God can use those and he'll grow you to impact people. And remember, as he said to Gideon, he says to you, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. See, we have an advantage that the world doesn't have. We have the Holy Spirit in us to guide and to comfort us because we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord. We need to remember this, because if we don't, if we forget that, we'll sound like Gideon when he gave his reply to the Lord. When the Lord said, go in your own strength, the Lord is with you. And then what does Gideon say? But Lord, but Lord. How many of us said that to God before? But Lord. You sense he's calling you to do something, and your response is, but Lord, I don't know how to do that. Lord, I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know how this thing works. This is the same thing that Gideon did. What happens at this point, if you'll notice, the conversation has changed from where Gideon was talking about the problem to now he's talking about his inadequacies. He's now focused on his limitations and his inabilities. See, he wasn't focused on what strength he had, the gifting as God told him to. 
He was focused on what he couldn't do, how weak he seemed in his own mind. How many of us have done that? I know I have. Looked down upon myself and not thought I was able to do something that God's probably called me to do. And I, I would venture a guess that there's many of you that have felt the same way. But what I enjoy is that the Lord didn't give up on Gideon. He reframed the whole situation. And he reminded him, Gideon, the Lord is with you. I mean, if you really think about it, how powerful is that? The Lord is with you. If you sat there and meditated on that, that is so powerful, that would spur you to action. See, we also need to remember Romans 8.31. Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? See, we are powerful when the Lord is with us. And the reason we can say that and make that statement with confidence is because of what Jesus did for us. We have a Savior that brought us into that glorious position. See, Gideon didn't have that opportunity to know Christ. He was talking to the angel of the Lord, which in the Old Testament can sometimes represent Christ, but he didn't have the, he didn't have the chance to accept Jesus as we do and have the Holy Spirit lead and guide him and strengthen him. However, even with that power inside of us, we often do what Gideon did next. He says, if you, Lord... If you, Lord, are going to do whatever it is, if you, Lord, give me a sign. 